Welcome, everybody, to Edge of the Headlights Podcast, Season 2, Marty. Season 2, we made it a year. Uh, what the hell? There are times it feels longer, but other times it It's not like you're married to me. It, aren't I? Well, kind of. Uh, <laughs> I get conjugal visits once a week. Right, right. It was just more than I get at my marriage. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, there are a lot of times it doesn't seem like it's been a fucking year it doesn't man it's it really doesn't pretty fucking wild it is like I, honestly i going back and i think i've talked about this before like you really wanted to get on board with this and i wasn't i fucking, remember the first picture i sent to you <laughs> I, I wasn't it wasn't a nudie sold. picture either folks. no man i i wasn't really sold and, and my biggest thing was i don't want to get into doing this and find out man i hate this and then because you're my friend and I already told you I would, it's like, man, am I going to do this for like the next five years and hating every goddamn week that I do this because I don't enjoy it at all. But I'm going to because I told him I would have his back. And no, man, like after the first couple of weeks, that, that initial nervousness. That cringeworthiness. Yeah, and they, they were, <laughs> I, I still stand by them being horrible episodes. Good, good content wise, but just... Yeah, we were, we were the first couple episodes. I'll even say they were kind of cringeworthy. So if you want to listen right. to them, folks, go right ahead. <laughs> right, yeah, go ahead. But I will it's, never it's, listen to them again. It's it's not as fluid as we are now. No, so. and then, like I said, it, it took a while to kind of get into that groove of how we're going to do things and figuring that out. And then it, it does take a while. And I know it sounds cliched, but hearing your own voice. It's weird. The first it, it, few times. it takes a, a while to get used to hearing that yeah. as you're talking. Because there's like, like a oh, second delay between yeah, what we say and what we hear. Yeah, and we can hear ourselves almost as an echo in our in our headset. And it is really kind to of... To me, it goes with the voices already in my head. We're good, dude. Right, but it's yeah. just in the background. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of off-putting at, at first to be like, uh... But yeah, no, man. Like after the first few, I was like, "Oh, okay, this is, it, this is gonna be okay." But yeah, I was. I was like nervous, man. I was like, "Man, I don't want to let the guy down." I'm telling him I'm gonna do this. What? Well, if I'm, it I'm glad sucks? you did it. I'm pretty right. sure all our listeners are glad that you're on because I've gotten comments of like, "You guys sound really good together. Like you've known each other for a couple of days." I'm like. Well, technically, I met Marty like two hours before we started the podcast. It's kind of like setting up a boy band. We're like, there's an open casting call. We need somebody that's going to fit in. We we need the pretty one. It's like, oh, we need the pretty one. And we need the old one. Like, I'm Joey Fatone, man. I'm like, hey, what's going on? No, No, man, I'm hip and cool like these other kids. Yeah, Like me and Marty always said, we're going to keep doing this until we run out of stuff to talk about. Right, we get bored with it. We won't get bored with it for a long time. Hey, you'll get bored but, last way before we get bored. Yeah, but I do have to give a shout out to the person that actually told me that I should make my own podcast, and that would be to Bo Kennedy from the Bump Podcast. Oh yeah, man. he is the one I, I did an interview on his yeah. program. Like I think I'm on episode twenty one. Yeah, I think it's I think yeah. 21. And he said afterwards off air, and he's like, "Dude, you got you got a lot of weird knowledge. You should start your own podcast." I'm like. Yeah. Right. Then about a few months later, my birthday came along. I went to the casino, got some free money. I'm like, my wife asked me, what do you do with your money? I'm like, I'm going to start a podcast. Right. And damn near I did. <laughs> and the like, first, okay, crackhead, what are you really buying? Yeah. And I sent a picture to Marty. I bought the equipment, really basic stuff. Anybody can buy. I took a picture and I said, you want to do a podcast? And about 20 minutes later, he's like, hell well, what's the brick and mortar? Well, you always say, 
<laughs> you son so of a bitch. bitch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it, it was an idea I think you'd thrown around for a while. Because I, I never mean, had the money to do it. Yeah, and I was just like, uh, yeah, we'll see, man. Yeah, well, when we get to that, maybe we'll see. And yeah, you, you kind of uh, like threw it on me like, I really want you to do this with me. I just hope everybody's enjoying our new <coughs> intro music. I hope everybody uh, likes right. the vibe because I kind of got like yeah, the cool. in search of vibe. I think that's yeah. what I get off it. Right, it, it's cool as hell. But yeah, no man, like uh, I I did. I tossed around like for a couple of weeks. I was like, man, I don't know. Like like yeah, we we go well together with talking and stuff. But I was like, man, I don't I don't know. It's like, it, and and a lot of it, I think was that unknown. Yeah. It's like something new, and I don't really like that. I mean, I like new things, but at the same time, I fucking don't, because it's like, ah, I'm uncomfortable. It's like me and Marty have known each other for like, oh, Jesus. fuck. Yeah, I was trying to think of it the years? other day. It's definitely over two decades, I know yeah. that for a fact. And we always talked, usually if we're long time with Marty, I'd see him like once, basically, get this, folks. I'd see him like one time a year. Yeah, once or and twice, I, maybe, yeah. Yeah, once or twice, but after every time we'd leave in the middle of a conversation... We come back and we start up the same conversation right, like we right. never stopped talking. That's why I knew I'd have I had to have Marty as my co-host right. because we can go. We don't even like seriously, folks. We hardly ever talk during the week. No, okay, before, it's like a message or something. Yeah, a message like, "Hey, this is what we're doing this week." Okay, and that's it. We don't talk to them. We're like on the same level, which is so nice. And right, it's like, yeah. We're both weird as hell. Oh yeah, man. Yeah, but no, it's yeah because I mean we got. All the other shit in life. That yeah, we, like we, we both work time. 40 plus like, hours a week. Like every yeah. couple of months, it's like, hey, come over, we're going to watch this movie. All right, cool. You know, but it's not like every weekend we're like, oh, we're hanging out all weekend. But no, man, it's, it's been, it has been really fun. I, I got to say, like I said, once you got out of that first couple of weeks of just that awkward feeling of it and you just kind of flow into stuff, it's really flown by really fast yeah it's really fast it's cool i know this summer we've got a few things already kind of queued up to potentially this, this year's be gonna going be a little bit bigger than stuff. last year because yeah. we got our feet on our ground now right and i want to say that i've looked at our analytics from where we our anchor podcast and i never expected it to reach this much in one year we have over thirteen thousand downloads right. in a year yeah which it's pretty impressive considering their same analytics always tell us we're like at under 100 regular listeners. Yeah, which is weird. How do we get that many downloads? How many of you are listening the to math this like five times, equate man? The I answer. just don't get it. But well, no, we, it's, it's great. Yeah, I just want to throw a big shout out to all the people that listen to us. Thank you very much. I'd like to throw a shout out to Connor for doing an interview. Yeah, yeah. Joe Kessner for doing an interview. Jay for doing an interview. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jay, you're awesome. Hopefully we can hook up with you this summer. Yeah, that'd be ideal. But, and we got a return guest tonight. And no, do. I did not fail to mention him. Colt is back on us with us tonight, right. and we're going to be talking about the multiverse. Yeah, and it is a banger. It is. It's, I'm like, I'm like, you'll hear it, but I'm just saying. I told him sometime during the year, I'm like, dude, why are you driving trucks? <laughs> you should be like in a think tank. Yeah, it, it dips into a lot of. It, I, I don't even want to call them wild theories because it's shit that makes sense to me. Yeah. Like, it, it, it makes sense to Well, let's not ruin it. Right. We're going to let Colt tell about it. And we'll talk to you later, folks. And here's Colt. Hey, everybody. This is Rob. And I got Marty sitting across from me. And tonight we got a special guest again for the third time. Exactly. We got Colt. Three, yeah. So, he's, <laughs> we're going to kind of tap into the multiverse and different things about it that 
we think need to be discussed. Well, co- well, we all needs to be just discussed about the multiverse. Right. So take it away, Colt. Yeah. Uh, so, so foundationally, you know, our 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 sciences. There, right now, we're working on, you know, all kinds of things in in the scientific community. But one thing I've noticed is that they're they're making more ground, more headway in the multiverse than most people realize. Um, a lot of things like the the time crystals that they just developed, um, you know, quantum tunneling, um, all this stuff is going to play into the multiverse, especially when it comes to like multiversal telecommunications. And uh, we're closer to that than we are to say going into deep space. Like, yeah, which is wild. Next, that is you know, that. Like Mario said, years we'll have multiversal telecommunications. Yeah, but it's just wild, like what you're saying. We're more closer to going to the next dimension, like over one step, like me and Mario mentioned before, and then we are going to Mars. It's just it's kind of yeah. mind blowing when you really do think about it. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, it, it's funny because, uh, you know, we're playing with quark-gluon particles and we're playing with, like, like these these base particles and some of them actually already do it. They already go to other realities. Yeah, I think it they was... They pop into other realities constantly. We're at the two-minute mark. I'm just going to say, folks, this might be a fairly science-heavy episode for me already. Yeah. Because you're gonna be talking about quarks and that, but I think you're talking about the pentaquark. That's when they discovered, like in 2017. That yep. tr- that's the one, it right? Pops in and out, and it, it basically exhibits the 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 cat the the what is it? Schrodinger's cat yep. phenomenon. It's both in and out at the same time, but uh, right now they're looking at it as a possibility for sending it over to other realities. So um, it will be like our telegraph. Uh, what's the word for it? Where you where you uh, uh, communicate almost through like a cup, like like a cup and a string. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'd be more like a really primitive type, more expensive type of telegraph almost. As long yeah, as you knew what the dot and dashes like mean. Telegraph, um, and hell, we might even be using Morse code to communicate with other realities. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's something or anything, like that. you could probably do it easier with binaries. Yeah, supposedly that is the language of the universe. Which yeah, is but math. a a numerical <laughs> sequences of uh, it's supposed it, to be a universal. It, it'll be interesting because the first I I I theorize that the first realities we ever communicate will be so similar to ours, right? Because those are the the, the most numerous realities are so similar to ours that. Uh, the only difference is like a few particles, right? Like, or, or possibly even like one particle's difference, and th- those are so numerous. Like the, those most abundant universes out there would be the ones that are only a few particles different. No, no, are we, no. We, I think we need to clarify here. Are you talking about universes or dimensions? Universes, dimensions okay. are so much. When, when, when you're considering dimensions. That's the the fundamental laws. When you're considering universes, it's the the changes and alterations and differences between one reality and the next might be like a few differences. Yeah. So like you go left and not right. Yeah. Or a particle 
is on and not off or off and not on. That's, that's reality. Reality is what you visibly see and dimensions are what, uh, make up what you visibly see. Mm-hmm. So you, you would consider one laws and one, uh, the visible reality that you actually see. Now I talked to you uh, like a couple of weeks ago, like on messenger and you sent me this outline for this program. As soon as I saw it, I sent Marty pictures yesterday. Finally. Yeah. A couple of days ago. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to talk about like this, these type of, well, you came up with a good idea. It's like measurements we don't have. I want you to explain the type of measurements you think that we're going to need to do this in different universes. Like there are next door. So, so once we start traveling, well, even before we start traveling to other universes, we're going to need to talk to them. Yes. And that will happen. That's going to happen within the next 10 years, especially if we keep on playing with quantum tunneling and all that crap. So we need to set up a system of measurement because there's just, actually, we need to set up a couple different systems of measurement because we don't have them yet. One of them is measuring time beyond just like, uh, you know, our normal measurements of time, because we have a stopping point for our normal measurements of time. Right. Anything outside of like beginning to the end of the universe from begin big bang to big end. Um, we don't have anything outside of that. And I said this before, we need a, a new system of measurement for that, which is, you know, cycles. So big bang is beginning the cycle and big end is the end of the cycle. And then anything after that is the next cycle. That is, you know, so if the world, if if the universe begins and ends once, that's one cycle. And then anything outside of that is the second cycle, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, on into infinity. See, but also I've always thought about this. I know I've brought it up a couple other times. What's to say that actually our reference of time doesn't stop at the end of our universe and something let's say we go to the next universe time is totally different like what we think is one minute is actually two days or something like that well the thing is is that encompassing the idea of cycles expands and broadens the definition of time because we think of time as ending the moment the universe ends but technically when this universe ends space is still going to be there like that that empty void is still going to be there and it's likely that energy is going to get reused um they're already looking like looking at the potential for white holes yeah and when if if they find that the beginning is the end of another universe or the end is the beginning of another universe then they're going to say well what do we do with all this extra time that we have we need to come up with a new measurement. That's why we need something like cycles. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Anything outside of that is going, like that space is going to still be there. <laughs> it's, it's always going to be there. Space doesn't go anywhere. Um, that that empty void isn't going to go anywhere. It's always going to be there. Is that like the empty void I got in my stomach after eating? Because I, I still get up at 3 o'clock and still yeah. <laughs> I'm just making trying uh, to make jokes. Oh my God. Like we, we need 
when when you guys get your merchandising going, I'm buying a couple of t-shirts from you guys, and, and one of them has. I to know. Be like don't don't to do spoil with, it, like, Colt. Don't leftovers from like Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. We're gonna go on this right now. <laughs> okay, we're gonna talk about the leftovers uh, from Thanksgiving, uh. and the wife. She bought some more of this cheeseburger chowder that I originally thought was the cheese oh, yeah. sauce. She bought some. I said, make sure, this is what she said to me last night. Make sure you read it this time before you eat it. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm, Only to find it's not nearly as good as your original cheese soup. That has to be an, e- an EOTA uh, <laughs> t-shirt. Like, don't eat the cheese curds. Right, right, right. <laughs> No, <laughs> we're working on some merchandise. And I went to EO, EOTH, and all I got was this crappy cheese soup. <laughs> and it's not. There we go. <laughs> no, but uh, I was telling I was telling Rod the other day, like, uh, you know, one, one another good shirt we could have is like, uh, uh, um, excuse me, one second, the. Uh, DARPA is busting down my doors. <laughs> yeah, Hell yeah. That's going to be a good one, I think. That was from, like, one of your first couple episodes. <laughs> so let's get into these mic- uh, macro clusters. What are those? So to, in, in, in order to get into this, we need to define some new terminology. And a macro cluster is basically um, – so let's start out. We, we need to start with – the basic stuff which is alts what what is an alt an alt is an alternate reality um and there's all different types of alternate realities uh some of them are like farther from us and some of them are closer to us now when you say that do you mean like distance is in the measurement of of basic uh size like the size of the universe so let's say uh, particles. There's so many particles in in our universe and in reality, and even in the multiverse. Um, differences between those particles being one place and another. Uh, a lot of those those alternate realities, those alts, they. Uh, so basically, when when you have a large number of these these universes, uh, so say say uh, you have millions of millions and millions and millions of particles, and each each of them is is colliding and and banging around and and whatnot. Those differences in each particle. Uh, changing on and off those are alts but it might be easier to think of it like like uh, impersonal decisions so regular alt would be the difference between you choosing coffee and tea coffee always coffee well in, in one universe you choose coffee one universe you choose tea the fuck if I um, would. I would be the guy who hunts on myself. I catch myself drinking tea, and I would kick. Kill, I, mean, I would hurt myself. <laughs> I'd be like Jet Li in the one. Well, and, and the funny thing is, is that like there are universes where you actually like tea. Uh no. <laughs> nope. But don't drink here's the tea. The thing. 
if they go outside of what you normally enjoy, you would think of that as being farther away. Right. So the farther away from the reality that we accept and that we see would be things that go outside of what is what is conventional, what is normal. The guy and uh, funny thing is, is that like a show that I, I'm quite fond of, SCP, um, actually went into some of the the interesting things about this. Uh, they have a scientist that defines a a mechanism that keeps reality anchored. And I I think our our anchor reality, if this one had one, was destroyed in 2012 yeah, yeah. by the Hadron Collider. Yeah. Pretty sure it was gone. <laughs> We're just free-floating around like when the random... The baseline for the distance between ours and another universe. Yeah. That is the... the that that's. I know it's confusing. It seems confusing, but it's 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 really not. It, I, like the the baseline is it's, it's like drinking coffee. That is the baseline. So in un, a universe where you like drinking tea, that would be several several dis, decisions difference. Right. So you're you're going a long distance to get to that universe where you like tea. I'm sorry, I'm just hung up on this. I would put myself down if I started drinking tea, uh, and that would be it. I'd hunt them down. Sorry. Well, and that's where it gets crazy, because in, in a previous episode, we talked about how, like, there would be universes where you're actually a bad guy. Right. And not just any bad guy. You could, in fact, there are universes where you're like a supervillain, like ev where every person has a potential for being like a supervillain. Yeah. That's a cool or thing a, about like or the, like a, a Hitler or a Stalin or a Mao, you know. That's what that's like. Everybody like if everybody thinks about the multi universe, you can think of the most bipolar mirror image of yourself, and you could probably find it. Oh yeah, the farther you go out, I, I find it interesting uh, with the whole anchoring idea. Yeah. The the and and I do think there's a lot of basis to that, but it it's kind of funny when you start looking at it. Every single reality is going to have its own anchor. Yep. You know, our anchor well, is it, completely different than the, theirs. The anchor for our universe, the baseline for our universe, since it sets the distance, yep. there are baseline, there are other baselines, and the best way to really, uh, to really sum them up is clusters. Clusters of universes that surround several different baselines. So, universes where the United States is in existence, that's a cluster. Yeah. Because there's several universes, there's other universes that don't even have the United States. It doesn't exist. Yeah. There are universes where Rome is still around. And that's where universes where Rome is the baseline. Right. And they're very far away from our universe. If we're ever going to tra traverse or travel the multiverse, we will have to establish, you know, 
these terminologies that, that we're talking about right here and now. Right. Um, so some words to really think about and really hash down are like macro and micro. Um, macro is anything having to do with the universe itself, like large scale. Um, and micro is anything having to do with the quantum level or not the quantum, but the, uh, the daily uh, microscopic level, which would be considered like our daily routines, let's say. Well, daily routines, that would be like a, a, a regular alt, uh, micro would be anything on the microscopic level. So like atoms, quarks, oh, okay, yeah, um, okay, gotcha. yep. yep. Even up to, say, like the cellular level. Right. So the difference between your DNA being one way in one universe and your DNA being slightly off in another universe. So you're kind of out there saying there's uh, a version of me that drinks tea and does not litter his basement floor with sheaves of paper that he reads. <laughs> yeah, probably British. It's probably, honestly, a version <laughs> oh, of you're fighting like, words there, the bud. British colonies, like... Uh, yeah. like still exist and, and they took over the United States. Right. We, we didn't and, dump and tea. Actually, Rob, you, in that universe, your pinky goes up. I'm missing my pinky. That's kind of hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, not missing Not very, you're not. <laughs> no. Yeah, every day you're having scones and tea like three times a day. Man. Dude, that's, I would not get as fat as I am if I'm eating scones and tea. I had to quit eating shit like scones, man, because I was getting too fat. <laughs> Don't worry, you have a fine British accent. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Jolly good. That work was crap. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. But you hate coffee in that universe, so. Oh, yeah. That's a commoner's drink, I guess. <laughs> that's, that's for the uh, the common workers and prisoners. But, uh, you know, a, a common alt would be any, I would say that a, like a regular alt would be anything on the human scale. So anything having to do with uh, life on Earth, like humans, uh, anything with like consciousness would be like a common alt. So you have the ability to make decisions. Your dog technically has the ability to make decisions cat or whatever my dog has the ability to make decisions that would be like a common alt and hang on one second hang on hang on, hang on. sorry about that folks I don't kid remember. things so you guys i just walked into halfway in the conversation after go deal with my kid about quantum computers and how they're more that's how what are you guys saying about quantum computers uh, we were talking about like the fact that like our stretches in technology are kind of pointing more towards the multiverse in the first place, and the quantum computer was the biggest step we've made ever. I mean, building the quantum computer was probably going. It's going to put us in that direction to to like multiversal telecommunication. But what I was telling Marty was. Uh, you know, they most likely built it with the intended purpose of uh, procedurally generating or, like, uh, simulating alternate universes. And I don't think that they're being honest about the processing power of the quantum computer. What? Hey, I, you stop talking bad about DARPA. <laughs> DARPA's our friend. 
Like I said, I, well, I, I can bust down your doors, but I'm in the middle of nowhere, and nobody ever knows uh, where I'm at. True. <laughs> there is a certain anonymity of being on the road. It, there is, and it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, my idea on, on the quantum computer, I, I honestly, I'm not sure they fully understand how much it can do. They know what they want it to do, and they know it can do more. Well, I'll use this as an example that we don't understand quantum computers. Let's talk about Deep Blue for a second. Mm. With Facebook, they could that, that was an AI program Facebook created that they supposedly, finger quotes in the air, folks, that they supposedly shut down because it made its own language that we got that smart. Yeah. And they, if we can't even understand how it did that or why it did that, how in the hell are we going to understand quantums? And we're like, to me, that seems like with quantum mechanics and that, we're like kids playing in a sandbox oh, yeah. trying to build sand castles. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. The sandbox that they're playing with is so big yeah. that you can build universes in that sandbox. If you yep. think about it like this, we're built we're building video games with the potential to simulate worlds. Yeah. Let's just Imagine say meta doing something like that in a quantum computer, in a quantum environment. Right. You could build a universes. You could simulate realities. And and, and at a certain point What's to say that reality in there isn't its own full reality. functioning reality? Well, yeah, and that says a lot about the universe we live in as well. Yeah. Because once they prove that, that you can create universes inside of universes. Right. Well, then what have you done? You've proved it that you could exist inside of the same thing. Yeah. And so, <laughs> in, in essence, we're proving that we live inside of a box, inside of a box, inside of a box, right. inside of a box. I think there was so a Futurama episode forever. one time. <laughs> there was. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the potential for an autonomous entire universe that has no idea where it came from. You know, you, you get these stories of gods and, and creators what's to well, say that's not going that to be the same well, thing isn't just that you can simulate something like that that's the first step to charting the multiverse right because if you think about it we're, we're, what are you going to use a quantum computer that can simulate realities for i would use it to start charting the multiverse so i'd 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 write a, an algorithm that would generate as many of these universes as possible and then write an algorithm for detecting and checking for uh, differences between each universe in the multiverse. And then I would uh, basically have that algorithm search for the closest thing to ours and then, you know, so on and so forth, chart it over and see what the distance is. Right. All right, I got point blank asked this question because I know if anybody listens to this episode, they're going to be like, why the fuck are you a truck driver and not in some think tank? Uh, uh, I don't mean mean that to offend you. I'm just saying you're way too smart. I'm not saying truck drivers are dumb, but I'm just saying you're like above the rest of them, I would say. I, I, well, I, you wouldn't be surprised. (laughs) I've, I've run into some other really brilliant truck drivers it takes a lot of brains to make that decision. Do I want to go pursue a career 
in something that's not going to get me a whole lot of money, or do I want to skip right to the end and make a whole hell of a lot of money? <laughs> that is true. Good Fair point. enough, man. That's why all the smart people are truck drivers. God damn that's, it. Yeah, exactly. that's... It, it is, in fact, a real. it takes a lot of brains to make that decision. And, you know, I, I molded over for a while. I tried college and then i was like fuck this shit i'm out i'm gonna go make money right (laughs) yeah i hear you um i could have i could have ended up like everybody else in in this country right now you know going to university and you know taking a a philosophy major or like a gender studies you'd be the guy drinking (laughs) a tea and eating the scones if you took that (laughs) philosophy major uh but yeah i wanted to make money and so I got into trucking, and I'm making money. <laughs> I make money in trucking, that's for sure. I'm, I'm absolutely certain that at one point you and Marty have, like, like wondered whether or not I'm actually, like, an alien or like, <laughs> something like that. No, we've uh, never thought that. Please don't probe me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, it's just... I wouldn't be surprised if the conversation came up. I, I do... I do have a lot of knowledge on some weird shit. Well, you'd like the me and Marty. We have we they had Jeopardy for they had a Jeopardy program for answering the most random shit, and I would win it. I'm pretty sure yeah, right, Marty right. would. Yeah. But God forgive, we go to the grocery store. And remember what the fuck we need. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I, ever since I was I was a kid, I used to love science and all that stuff, and I I do all kinds of I still do so much research and and i look stuff up all the time and really good at putting the dots together to right. figure out stuff and you know most of the time it just leads me to uh be a little bit ahead of the scientific community sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think and, that's and a good thing man. i think just uh... gets me in trouble because like <laughs> uh you know, I, I, I'm pretty sure they weren't happy years and years ago when I started that Facebook group. Oh, that, um, <laughs> yep, like, yep, yep. What Facebook group? They were just yeah, about to about release oh, yeah. the multiverse. Yep. Like, no. we, we, we technically were talking about it right as they were uh, uh, confirming it. Right. <laughs> and we were the first Mandela Effect Facebook group. Oh, damn. No, I, I think there aren't enough people that keep looking into stuff. It's easy to get into that, uh, I'm going to work, and you just get into that grind, and you don't keep asking questions. You don't keep searching for these things. That's kind of the reason I started this podcast, because yeah. Marty's somewhere. We like thinking about random shit. Let's be honest, folks. We talk about random shit, think about right. random shit, but sometimes doing that, you get to the baseline, like you're saying, and figuring out where something needs to go further. Right. Well, and that, it, it, you know, all you got to do is is look at things and look at where, where science is going, and it will actually tell you um, where where we're at and where we're about to go. Yeah. And, you know, I don't see any potential in intergalactic travel. None. Right. Zero. Zip. I, I, I'd see no potential in the stars. It'd be nice. It's a pipe dream. The reality is, is that, you know, 
we're really close, really, really, really close to having a conversation with another universe. Right. And I, I would have like to... An alternate reality to ours. And once we do that, we can actually skip steps. We'll be able to, like, once we can chart it, we can skip steps. We can go from being a a zero on the civilization scale to being, like, intergalactic immediately. Because and, and what I mean by that is if we start talking to other universes in the multiverse, there are universes that already have intergalactic travel. <laughs> Hang on again. Okay, here. sorry about that again, folks. It's twice <laughs> in one night. My kid interrupt us, but I'm He's saying doing good. Your, your kid is probably imagining I have like Einstein hair or something. <laughs> He's upstairs. He doesn't even know we're talking to. You. He's like just thinks me and Marty are dinking around in the basement. But I agree with like the there is no future in like interstellar travel for us to do with our conventional means we have. No, but it'd be it's good like in our universe, like with our planets, to go mine resources. But like I said, right. be, like you need some type of exotic fuel to get the travel the light years that you need to go. There are universes, there are alternate realities that have an abundance of exotic fuel. And once we get into multiversal travel, we can go outside of what we consider conventional space, conventional reality. And, I mean, it's going to take a walk. It's going to take a bit to get there. Right. But... uh, there is, a, in fact, a macro multiverse. So there's our conventional multiverse, which is like everything that branches off in the conventional space. And then there is the macro multiverse, which is everything outside of that. And our, our universe sits, uh, our, our multiverse sits below the fourth dimension whereas the macro multiverse sits above the fourth dimension and in between the fourth and the fifth dimension so what we consider like like uh things that go outside of the conventional laws would be in the macro multiverse and if we were able to harness some of the, the things that exist there talk about like being able to do like interstellar travel like instantly you know yeah we can seriously skip steps if we start like talking to the multiverse and it's brilliant um we can go from being a civilization we are a type zero on the scale and basically like a type zero is a civilization that doesn't have interstellar travel, doesn't have intergalactic travel, doesn't even have uh, the capability to harness its own energy. That's where we are. We can skip all of that shit and go right to the end if we start communicating with other universes in the multiverse. But I think I think that would be a very bad thing because we saw our human nature is when we get something easy, we usually fuck shit up. Well, yeah, but I think the biggest issue is going to be finding a universe that will want to trade that. Right. Because, I mean, here's the thing. You know, a lot of them 
if, if they're talking to other universes, they probably encountered a lot of bullshit. Um, and once we start talking to other universes, we'll start encountering bullshit too. But, you know, the first step, and I'm, I'm betting you any money that the first conversation we have will be with ourselves. That'd be trippy as shit. <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, yeah. It would be a universe so close to ours. Yeah. So, so absolutely close to ours that it won't, you, you won't even know the difference. Like, I would if I'm drinking in, tea. In telecommunications <laughs> that mimic our own telecommunications back. Right. It's one of those where it would probably take a week of being there to even see that, wait, something's not quite right, because it's so similar to what we have. I think it, you know it, I... it may take, a, it could take a millennium of being there before you even find the particles difference. Right. <laughs> you know, like, it, universes that are closer to ours would be on the microscopic level. Right. Or it could be like the predictive programming sliders. Remember that program? I love sliders. I, oh, I yeah. grew up on sliders. I'm not My talking about Weisscast. I'm not talking about White Castle. After the third, second season. Yes. See, but it's they actually so ran across bad. what we're talking about right now. They were trying to find home, but they found one that was super, super close. But it's like the only difference was his mom was right handed instead of left handed. Yeah, just minor yeah. changes. And the thing is, is Sliders got some of that, a lot of that stuff, right? Oh, yeah. No, they absolutely. They're way ahead of their time. But most of those universes that they encountered in Sliders were, like, really far off. Like, in distance, yeah. you would consider those, like, really far distances to do a hop. Like, most of the universe, like, if you had, in reality, if you had a, a machine that allowed you to go to other universes in the multiverse, you would never know. It was, it would be like you're turning the TV channel and you're getting the same station. Yeah, over right, and over right. And over again. You have 15 USA channels in a row. Yeah. Yeah. You, you would never know the difference. And it, it would be almost the same thing every time. And you'd be like, this is kind of boring. But once you this is why i think it's important that we have quantum computing once you can chart it then you can really start hopping the long distances right and you can go to places where like the differences are massive well there again um, i think uh with that technology you do need like a technological anchor at that point at that technology to be able to hop back to your own uh, well and that, that's route. why that quantum computer is so right. important because the thing is that quantum computer can map out everything in our universe everything that makes our universe baseline yeah and let, let's say we we have this quantum computer calculate everything that is in our own universe, in our home universe. Then we can set that as the standard, and then everything off of that is outside of the baseline. Yeah. And you can set it up via clusters, so clusters of, of universes that are closer to ours, and then maybe set up 
uh, if it were me, I, I would travel one universe at a time through these clusters. So have one universe that particularly sets this cluster apart. So a baseline for each cluster. And then that way you can, you can really, you know, travel those distances without having to go through every single, every single difference in the cluster. Right. (laughs) Cause otherwise it's going to be complicated as shit. (laughs) Yeah. Let me definitely can't let the government get involved because they'll (laughs) make it complicated. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I really think that's what they're doing is this is, I, I personally, I believe that they, they have this technology and they've released it to the public just to make it look legit, but they're not really telling us what they're doing with it. I, I honestly think that, you know, they are using it for multiverse, uh, reasons, they are like, why did you build the large hedron collider? Like, why did you build it? That could actually yeah, be I, the anchor. They, <laughs> if you think about they, it, they say it's it's a uh, you know to find the god particle. But I always tell people, what the fuck is a god particle? <laughs> well, they did if I actually find why, it. If you look at the internet, why is it called the god particle? Like, because. It was there at the beginning of the bank, the Big Bang, or is it because if they can discover a a way to create matter in this universe, then you would be God? Well, and, I, I'm sorry, hang on a second, Cole. When um the Higgs, like the God particle you're talking about, is the Higgs boson yes. particle, which is what the general term is, the God particle. I think they actually, if you look back, they actually did find yeah. proof of it like in 2012 at the Hadron Collider. So that would yeah, make, if they, they, if, they if they did find that, that would actually give them their baseline, you would think, for this to go to other universes. Well, I'm, and that's the thing. It's like when they, when they were talking about releasing like all this information and, and they were talking about like building the Large Hadron Collider, I thought in my head, you could you could use this as a portal device. Like, like yeah. honestly, this large hedron collider, it looks and sounds and feels like a portal device. And I wouldn't be surprised if that is what they're doing with it. And, you know, it would make a lot of sense as to why they're using it in tandem with the, the quantum computing system. Right. Because they are. They're using the two together. And to me... That's exactly what I would do. If it were me, if I were running this whole system, I would need a portal device. Let's call it the Large Hedron Collider, and I would need a mapping system. Let's call it the Quantum Computing System. That's, uh, I honestly think that's what they're doing behind the scenes. (laughs) But they have to, because these, these technologies are so advanced, and they're so big and they need a lot of materials and a lot of costs and a lot of processing. They have to put out stuff in the open. They right. have to like put it out in the open. There has to be like a public dis- discourse about it um, because otherwise it's the million dollar hammer. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I didn't think Otherwise, it too. they get in a lot of trouble for building this. What's this large, circular-looking building out in the middle of nowhere? Huh. Well, a lot cool. of times, too, man. Taking you... a lot of resources and power right. to build. Well, a lot of that stuff, too, man. Uh, if you, It's human nature. If you try to make something hidden and secret, people are going to come up with other ideas of what it is. And it's easier to come out and just tell them something that that is believable to them as opposed to them making up things that may actually be closer to what you're doing you you put it out there and go hey this is what this is all they have to do is is do a pr oh yeah uh, event and you know show them something small because you know eventually they may actually get to to outing exactly what what these devices do but as before they can even get there they have to do pr yeah because PR, pr is necessary if you're going to keep the public away from this shit yeah make it something as innocuous as possible and people don't question it well especially since if you consider it like this it's a lot of power oh, and yeah. responsibility for the U.S. government or world governments to have. <laughs> I don't know. Have you seen some of the... It's a fake video, but they had the one like at the Hadron Collider at CERN. They show them doing this. Basically, they sac- faked sacrifice somebody oh. in front of the uh, goddess Shiva. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I really want you guys control of this massive amount of power if we do actually have this portal there. I'm like, no, you guys aren't trustworthy. Like I say about most scientists, they're not yeah, trustworthy. Right, right. Well, you know, it, 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 it's just, it's hubris. That's that's oh, the yeah. biggest problem. But I, I can be, I'll be 100% honest. If it were me, I'd have just as much hubris as they do. And I would want to go as far and, and, and re- breach every limit possible. Right. To get as far as I could possibly go. So, if it were me, if if I were one of those scientists in those labs, working on trying to, you know, travel the multiverse, I would do whatever it took necessary to do it, and that's what I think they're doing. I think that's exactly what they're doing. They're going as far as they possibly can. The, the, you know, this has been well planned out. I mean, all the PR that was surrounding it. Yeah. The only issue I had with it is that they pretty much, when they were first coming out about it, they pretty much told people exactly what it did. <laughs> yeah. In their first PR events, they told you exactly what it did. Yeah. Like if you watch the old videos yep. of them talking about the Large Hedron Collider and the quantum computer, they told people out in the open. This is what it does. <laughs> and they this actually is made it processing look like processing power that it has. Yeah, like they also made it look like like um, the Mayan calendar for some odd reason. It has really close symbolism if you look at the Mayan calendar for two thousand and twelve. There is the lot, end view man. of it looks almost identical. I think that was done a lot on purpose also. Oh, absolutely. And that just goes down to a lot of the the weird occult shit. 
See, now, it is at the top I, I, of our like world governments, and most of our world governments control our scientific industries. So, see, I have a you're question find now. A lot of that Saturnalic bullshit, like just infested and in all the shit. The question I have is: You remember in high school they teach us about the technology curve? Like we went from steam engine, and like within a hundred years we went to like to a telephone. How come that is tapered off so much that this does not have something to do with it? Because why? it's almost like they're stunning our technology. Like, we're to this point, we're still using primitive fuel to get on into space when we could be using something else. Right. You think well, they like, the, the truth is, this technology curve has been going on for much longer than we realize. Because we've had this conversation before. Gold, silver, diamond, and copper... Explain to me why the fuck we were mining it thousands of years ago. Doesn't make any fucking sense. None whatsoever. It's pretty, it's pretty <laughs> looking. Not... Yeah, I understand. I I see what you're saying, but I don't understand why our technology from we've gone from steam engine to a gas car. Now we should be on something totally different. We're just like stagnant. Right. Well, and the thing is, is I think we're stagnant on purpose. I think we're honestly being kept stagnant because those alternative fuels and the alternative energies all are advanced technologies. And giving that to the, the average public consumer gives them a lot more power then they want to give up. So all the rumors out there, like the urban legend of the car that goes 5,000 miles on a tank of gas may actually be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there was that guy, suppose... Imagine if you gave that technology to the regular consumer, and then the regular consumer then branched off with that technology and started building more advanced stuff. Right. Then well, you think... have a divergent economy away from the direction that you wanted to go. Yeah, and they don't want that. They don't want a divergent economy, and they certainly don't want to give that kind of power to Joe Schmo. Right? You know. Well, there so are two man. Like all uh, of our technologies are going to be stagnant, probably till the end of time. I mean, the truth is, is that they'll be traveling the multiverse and doing all this crazy stuff behind the scenes, and they're. What we're going to see, you know, for the next hundred years is going to be nothing, you know? We might get a new advancement once every two years or five years, but it's never going to be anything anywhere near what they already have. Right. And once they reach that bell curve where they can talk to alternate realities, I mean... You talk about crazy advancements in small amounts of time. I mean, we will go intergalactic, like, immediately. But will our government ever show it to us? Probably not, because all those technologies are way too powerful and way too advanced to give to the average Joe Schmo. Right. They don't uh, it, it's one of those, man, where when, when we do get a new jump in technology... It's because they've already used that up, and they're already onto something else. Well, and I mean, that's that's my opinion on it. The technology that they have has to be 
far more advanced than the technology that they're giving us. Right. Because they want it so that they have all the power. Oh, they God. Yeah. They will always have more power than we do. See, now I have a question. So we're talking about multiple universes and that. Could these bleed overs from these other universes be the cause of the Mandela effect? Because the original Mandela effect is based on everybody thought Mandela died in prison in Africa when actually he was still alive. But the other university could have died. Well, we we talked about this in one of the previous episodes, I think. We talked about the the possibility that there was a... uh, uh, there was, in fact, some kind of glitch or a blip. Right. And and that was the 2012. 2012. uh, Nexus. Nexus 2012. Yep. And the thing is, even if that's not the case, blips should be a normal, natural process. You're talking about an extremely large universe and an extremely large multiverse reality is big so the the possibility for blips glitches and fuck-ups in the universe is just think about the scale you know and the amount of possibility for some kind of fuck-up because the bigger you get the more the more lever, more room you have for fuck-ups, right. mistakes, and accidents. Um, occasionally, you will have glitches. And, and uh, this really goes into, you know, the possibility that we do live in a, a uh, uh, what is it? Simulated. Uh, a simulation. Yep. It really, it really does get into the possibility that we live in a simulation because there are glitches, there are like fuck ups. It's like the new videos you see of that bird just sitting there. Seen that video online? Oh yeah, yeah. Where the bird's just sitting there, a guy goes up and touches it with uh, a broom and it takes off. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's trippy as hell too. And then they got one with like a broom, just random people driving down the road. All of a sudden, there's a broom floating twenty feet in the air, and they're like, "What the hell?" Well, and that's the thing. If we live in a simulation, there's a lot of possibilities that a lot of room for fuck-ups and glitches. Right. Because if you're simulating a multiverse, if you're simulating every single possibility, there's always lots of room for fuck-ups. And I feel sorry for the guy who's paying to play my avatar in the simulation because I'm really boring. <laughs> well, and the thing is, if you were building a simulation, if you're going to build a massive simulation like this, uh, there are all kinds of reasons to want to do it. Um, one of one of the things is you would let all of these universes play out, let all of them uh, play out to their their end in loops Mm -hmm. so that you could see where your own universe is going what's going to happen to your reality yeah it's a probabilities game you know the the overall goal i would think is that you would want to look for 
what they do near nearest to the end you know nearest to the height of their civilizations nearest to the height of their advancement and i'm absolutely certain there's a couple different directions that they can go but the end is usually always the same and it's usually like if a society if a civilization reaches like the height of its advancement it's always going to go right towards being able to uh edit and alter its universe so like like world building and uh matter manipulation that's the end that's the the last like if you're thinking of it like command and conquer where you have the tech tree yep what's at the end of the tech tree well the end of the tech tree for all life ever for all like advanced civilizations is always going to be matter manipulation yeah no matter what when you get to the end that's the only thing that's left is you should be able to manipulate matter you should be able to traverse the multiverse traverse the map the macro multiverse and be able to hop in between them and uh I wouldn't be surprised if we've, we'll we we'll skip those steps. We'll go right to, like, multiversal travel, and we'll be skipping a lot of steps. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, they're thinking like I am, and thinking, hey, fuck interstellar travel. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of space, because we really don't need to travel all that space. There's just a whole lot of it. Why don't we just go right to multiverse? Right. And we can get all these all these uh, exotic matters. We can get exotic fuel from the multiverse. All we have to do is trade. Yeah, but what will we trade? Because if you look at it, our civilization is zero. And these other people have already have access to this multi-universe. That's the beauty of this. What, are they gonna, what, do, what will they want live, for trade? Because we live in a multiverse... There are things in this universe that we have that are exotic in other universes. So things like even dirt could be considered exotic in universes that don't have dirt. Yeah, but also that could lead to a very dark road. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm playing well, the devil's like, advocate here. Interdimensional commerce, it, 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 it's, it's a funny thing. Because if you think about it, there are universes that don't have water. Maybe, maybe you already started the commerce thing, and that explains the missing four one one, or the cattle mutilations. I just thought of that. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like I said, there's blips. There definitely is blips, and I think that this whole missing four one one thing, a lot of these missing persons cases are actually coming from like blips. Um, either things that blipped into our universe right. or people that have blipped into other universes. And a lot of what I've been listening to whenever David Politis talks, he, he he reads out some of those letters and some of the letters are really crazy. Like I was listening to one of the letters that he was talking about and uh, there's this kid that like got chased by an invisible thing. And... Uh, he goes back to his buddies and the entire area where they were all camping out 
it was like they just disappeared. And he went back home and then came back and then everyone was there. It was like he was in an alternate reality. Right. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Sorry. And, and the thing is, blips happen. And I would think that the best place for these blips, where these blips are most likely happening, is in back woods. Because it's human nature to avoid the things that are dangerous to you. And, and we do it so naturally. We, we do it so well and so naturally that we most likely built all of our cities in this country away from the things that were dangerous to us, including the blips. That's that's interesting. That's yeah. an interesting thought. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is. I, yeah, I would right. not be surprised if everything that we've, everywhere that we've built cities is away from things that are dangerous to us. Right. So we knew that the things in the woods were dangerous, maybe not consciously. It's not like we consciously right. knew it. It's in our nature to unconsciously know what's dangerous to us and yeah. avoid it. And it's most likely that they unconsciously knew and that they built the cities away from those things. And the things in the woods, on the other hand, when people do go against their nature and they go in, and usually they go against their nature because something else is whispering in their ears, but generally when they go into the woods, they disappear. I mean, the numbers of people that go into the woods and disappear is so outrageous. It's, it's ridiculous. That's why whenever I get the feeling like I want to go into the woods, I say, no, fuck that. <laughs> no, thanks. Well, all you gotta do is take the RV. Just take it like right. RV. when I go camping, just take your portable house with you. Right. But yeah, no, man, you look at, uh, uh, there's a lot of places all over the world. The Black Forest of Germany has a lot of bad stories around parts of it. Mm -hmm. Why have we never chopped it down? Because we went, fuck it, we're not going in there. Yosemite. Uh, around, uh, oh yeah. Yosemite is, that's actually Native First Nations for killers among us. Yeah. Or something like that. I mean, well, uh, around Mount Fuji like in Japan. First Nations people, they knew, and they, they, they have a really good reputation for keeping all their stories. Yeah. Like for thousands of years. And all of their stories talk about weird shit. Like, we're talking, like, portals to other worlds. We're talking, like, weird shit yep. in the woods, in, in in the canyons. In the in those areas, we're talking weird shit. And the First Nations people, they actually record this, and which which is funny because, like, when, when you look at, like, you know, this, what, what is it, the, the rattlesnake tribe? And they're talking about like, like some crazy ass shit. But we we generally just, I I don't I don't know. People don't listen, I guess, or they they think it's all like like uh, folklore. Right. It's not folklore. Like people talk about, especially in the First Nations, like they when they talk about this shit, it's serious. It's like do not go here, do not do this, do not do that. Yeah, I think you, it's... Uh, you will die or you will disappear and never right. come back. Uh, it's easy, I think, a lot of times where we will just pass it off as, 
uh, myth or or parable type stories of oh they didn't want the kids going into the woods. I I, I think that same way even with say uh, uh, the Greek pantheon. I think maybe at some point they really were people that were there. Uh, not all these things are just made up stories. They came from oh, somewhere. Absolutely. And and you know like. Well, the funniest thing about it is, like, even, like, the, with the Greek pantheons and whatnot, they, they, uh, they definitely saw this stuff, you know, they, they yeah. definitely saw it, and the Greeks didn't write it as though it was myth. Right. Just like the, the First Nations people, they didn't write this as, they didn't say this as myth. They didn't pass it down as myth. They passed it down as like, this is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't this go here. Giant thunderbirds will get you. You know. I mean. So there are warnings. So because it's not like like the Greek pantheon and all these talks about ancient gods because they actually be just like I said before and I'm probably doing this again, but bleed over from another universe where they actually found a way and they went back because they're like yeah these guys are terrible. Yeah, they're, they're, they're too the primitive. Greek pantheons. But I know that the Norse most definitely are. Oh yeah. Like if, if you if you look at the the Norse mythology and the stories of the world tree, yeah. And you drill, you're like, fuck this. This is another world. You're you're dealing with oh, yeah. nine realms. Yeah. No, and, and, and they came through a tr- and, and, and I say this with every with, with with every single symbol that is of a tree. It's not a tree, right? And also, a tree, a tree in symbology or symbolism actually represents a network. Yes. In in every single one of these symbols, uh, anytime they use a tree, it's always to reference a network, and uh, that's that goes without saying the Bible. And it's it's stories of the tree of life and the tree of uh, knowledge. Uh, knowledge. Yeah. And you know you have the tree of knowledge. What the fuck is a tree of knowledge? It's a network of knowledge. We have the internet right now. We should be able. I'm using you know a tree of knowledge right now. Right. To communicate. And the tree of life. What the hell is a tree of life? It's a network of life, right? And the network of life would be like a DNA database. So pretty much it's almost like people in the past said, hey, this is possible, but we take it out of context and say, yeah, you guys are just using this allegory to say this well, is... Well, science... Right. The, the, the historians and the scientists, I, I think that they're being disingenuous on purpose. I don't think it's really so much an accident that right. they, they say this crap. I, I, I honestly think that they, they create these consensuses just to control and regulate information. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, absolutely. You know, they, they, they have to create these consensuses in order to regulate the information because otherwise somebody might get smart, figure out that this is a database. That means like thousands of years ago, you know, we had the technology for say internet and we had databases of DNA and oh yeah the Norse had a database of worlds right. of other universes 
to be like I've always said, we always think of our past civilization as being a bunch of dummies, and they're not. These people in our past civilizations that where we are today, we stand upon their shoulders because they knew what they were talking about. Right. Because they had the first steam engine back in Greek history, back yeah. when Aristotle, Aristotle, whatever his name is, Aristotle was around. They had a steam engine, and we didn't actually make one until when the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Well, and think about it like this. Why did those civilizations survive so long? Was it because they were just, you know, backdated like like Neanderthals? Or was it because they had the knowledge and wherewithal to survive that long time? Yeah. That long that and and not just survive that long that long passage of time, but also be able to develop technology during that time too. Yeah, and it's it's just it's just kind of amazing, like all this stuff you're talking about with all the macro clusters and that, and all, it all does tie in eventually at the end. If you really do think about it, it's already been in front of our face, so we just got to redefine it again. Well, and that, that's the thing. That, that's the main goal. Of this this episode is really just to explain terminology, and you know, it all comes down to we need to develop a terminology for the multiverse. Um, and it's not as simple as just saying, Hey, this is the multiverse. No, we need to develop words to define, uh, distances of travel, you know, distances of time. Um, because this is going to be, uh, I, I don't think one, the scientific community hasn't developed these terminologies yet. And so, Supposedly, they're behind. I think you're an insider because if you're coming up with this terminology, that means they already have it. Are you an insider, Colt? Mm-hmm. Are you an insider at the CERN laboratories? Well, no. I th- honestly, I'm, I'm not an insider. <laughs> but a I'm staring at like my microphone as you're talking like, to see if you're lying. Like <laughs> the common, you know, the common knowledge. It's funny because when I first started talking about the multiverse, they confirmed it right after my group was like going through it. So a lot of what I say ends up becoming fact because. So I in a roundabout way. Watching me. <laughs> uh, hey, so I'm outing you. You're in a roundabout way. You're an insider, aren't you? You're one of them I, deep throat I, I guys. Aren't say you? I'm more of like a, an outsider that, that knows much, much more than the inside. <laughs> so what's your, what should we call you for your code name? Mulder? <laughs> I, I, I prefer uh, the smoking man, honestly. Oh, there we go. Oh, nice, nice. All right. Well, Cole, it's like usual, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, and we'll definitely have to have you back on the air again when you start talking about figure out some more stuff. Again, let's have the inside groove on. I always liked the smoking man. He was a badass. Except he was a fucking bad guy. But well, yeah, but and they could never kill him either. So. Well, yeah, you know, if he drives truck, it's probably hard to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right, Cole. Well, thanks for everything, and we'll talk to you later, all right? All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Get some sleep. I'm going to go to, to bed and make a couple hundred miles tomorrow. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Peace out, guys.
时光。Shut up.